Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 114. It's Wales against England in Cardiff as England chase a sixth consecutive win in this fixture. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Guys, welcome back. Today is a massive game day, of course. Uh, it always is this fixture. Um, I will say it's not as big as Dublin, um, but Dublin is done. It's in the past, and this is the one that's in front of us now. And to, to join me to discuss this game, to, to deal with what happens at half-time and see what the end result looks like is, of course, Dan. Hi, mate. Game day, game day. Uh, Wales, today... You, you claim you've forgotten how to lose. Today we will fucking remind you. <laughs> very nice. Very uh, poetic. Thanks, mate. Thanks. I'm a, I'm a bit of a wordsmith. There's been a lot of chat. I mean, the media is going a bit bananas about how big this fixture is, how Cardiff is... is I mean, they're, they're almost going as far as saying fortress. They're not using that word wisely. Um, but you know, a yeah. lot is being made of the Cardiff factor, um, and I do so, have to kind of point out the recent results in Cardiff for Wales have not been great. We get in this fixture. It it's interesting because I've just recently read a thing from Eddie saying this game's our most important game because it's the next game, and that's how we're treating it. I actually think this is bigger. I don't think England are being drawn into all this hype about the sort of England Wales, the historical stuff like Wales potentially having their longest win streak. I think England are going about their business and I love that. I think mean, I mean, that's I mean, a really good approach. Yeah, historical is probably the operative word here. Um, I, I'll, I'll, I was going to do it at the end. Maybe we'll quickly do it now before we go into the episode. I've got a few little stats. Um, I know that Wales are obviously going for their... They're looking to... Because to, they've matched their current record, haven't they? So they're looking to set a new so, yeah. record of the longest win streak. But if you turn to this particular fixture um, and we look, I mean, just look at this this century, England 18, Wales 8. In the Six Nations, England 13, Wales 6. You know, you've got to go back to the 70s and, and prior to that, you've got to go back to the, the, you know, sort of the 1900s to about 1914 or something to see any real significant Welsh win streaks against England. Uh, you know, England are currently on a 70% win rate against Wales. And of course, Eddie is unbeaten. And the biggest thing, actually, England, if we're talking records and stats, uh, England are chasing down a sixth, a sixth consecutive win in this fixture. You'll go back to 2013 to see Wales win, take a win. Do you believe that has any impact on today? No, not at all. But I think, I think if there's any danger that talk of stats um, and records and everything else you know is weighing on any of the players I don't think you have to look very hard as the, the England backroom staff to say guys forget that forget that like if 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 you want to buy into records and stats have a look at these yeah uh, you know these speak far far more loudly than than you know what did Wales do back in the 70s come on Wales let's do it today you know we're, we're talking about the turn of the century, you know, guys who certainly in the latter stages of that, who are still around, still either playing or involved in some way, as opposed to guys who are, you know, old men um, or not around anymore. 
<laughs> yeah, it's um, it, it's interesting. I had a went out for a few beers last night, and uh, a, a guy I was speaking to, sort of a friend of a friend, sort of thing, having a bit of a bromance talking rugby, and uh, we were talking about sort of this fiction. We were just going through the teams and things, and really just we couldn't figure out how England would lose, and then. I was like, I like this guy. Then we were t- inevitably got talking about the 2003 World Cup. I was like, oh, mate, what were you doing? He's like, it was my fifth birthday. I was like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> are, you, are you allowed to be drinking beers? Why was he in your house? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, because a few of the guys came back afterwards for a few beers. Mm. Um, I, I didn't pull it. He was well out of my league. But um, I was just like, fifth birthday, because I was telling him about how you, like, you and me at the Rhubarb and things in Bristol. Nice. And I was like, no, that's not all right, but you're that young. <laughs> Um, you're hanging out. My... You're hanging out with the wrong people. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to relive my youth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move along. Um, I meant normally do this at the beginning. We'll do it now quickly. We've had a couple of um, we've had a couple of five star reviews uh, or ratings. Um, they haven't left reviews, but thank you for those. Um, always nice to get those. They're the ones that um, obviously have an impact. It's, great of course to if you get the chance guys to to be able to read out the things you have to say but um you know at the very least dropping us a, a rating is brilliant um we've had a comment from someone on youtube we play we, like we don't obviously make videos of these um but we do put the episodes on youtube just as audio <laughs> so you can stare at you can stare at our, our logo for an hour and listen to us on youtube um and what say what says this is so underrated. You are my favourite podcast. So, obviously, appreciate that. Thank you very much. Whoever that is, you're a legend. Thank you very much. And thank you for the five-star reviews as well. Uh, and then we have had a comment from Tom Berry on Facebook, who's one of our listeners who's been in touch before. Um, he's the one who, who's not a fan of the quizzes. Um, but he says... It's uh, not, but I like Tom. Yeah, he says, great uh, last pod, lads, uh, and no quizzes. Um <laughs> Bit of chat about Hartley returning or not and the captaincy, etc. I'm starting to wonder whether he's lined up as the understudy to Eddie as mentor post-World Cup if things go well. So much chat about how great he is behind the scenes and obviously gets on with Eddie and Faz. With the right lieutenants around him, I think it could work. Thoughts? Wow. I, I, I never, that never even occurred to me. No, me neither. It's a big, um, big call. Uh, quite possibly. I don't know. Uh, I, mean, uh, I, uh, I can't see it. Maybe a bit soon. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think maybe a bit soon. Um, I think with like maybe someone like Jono who. Well, that proves. Him him I think maybe that. understudy. Understudy is. I mean, I'm read. I'm reading between the lines, and I'm thinking he's not suggesting that Hartley is the next head coach, but maybe more like involved somehow while Eddie's still there, in some capacity, which it, which I which I potentially could see, but I think it would require Hartley to retire from rugby. Like you can't. Yeah. You can't be saying like you keep playing for your club, but. Come on over. We're not going to select you, but you can be involved somehow. I don't think that's going to happen. It's an interesting thought, though, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think that's it because a couple of the problems, like you say, I think it had to retire, but also, you know, it's the fact that if he is his understudy, Eddie will be leaving not that long after, and then it's kind of like, well, thanks for that, Dylan. See you later. Because I doubt a new coach would want, you know, the new no. coach would want to do it his way. But I tell you what, it would be, uh, you know, I look back to when they when they appointed Jono and maybe it's hindsight because at the time we all thought it was a great idea because of the 2003 result. Um, 
but in hindsight, he would have been brilliant in a, in some sort of I don't know new role that they'd made for him. John O. That is, um, <laughs> as some sort of I don't know ambassador or or there was there was a term that, that cropped up at the time. You know what he should have been, um, kind of the not the head coach, but the sort of the manager maybe or I don't know something, um, and just involved him somehow. Without yeah. him being the top dog, because he just doesn't have the coaching experience, um, and unfortunately for Jono, it's, I, I think that England job has cost him any chance. Of, I mean, he, you know, I'm sure he's quite happy now doing what he's doing, but if coaching was in his future, it wasn't after that. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd almost have to start from scratch. I did feel a bit sorry for Jono because you were asking so much from, you know, so much from so little, and. But from Jono's point of view, you can't turn down the England job. Like you'd be a fool to. So no, that's true. Um, that's true. Okay, let's let's move on then. Um, so a couple of other things. So Shane Williams, through the BBC, said, you know, he was quoted as saying, "England would beat the All Blacks right now." Agreed. But Wales are a different animal in Cardiff. How can Agreed. you how can you make comments like that when England have beaten Wales in Cardiff the last two times they've played them there, three out of the yeah. last four times? I, I don't I don't mean Shane Williams is saying that that means Wales are one hundred percent win. So therefore, I'm going to I, ask you, what animal? <laughs> if they're a different animal in Cardiff, what animal is it? It's got to be soft and cuddly, isn't it? Well, well I mean, they're no longer a sheep; they're a lamb. Oh, okay. That uh, Wales are. Let, let's a be ram. Honest, like, a bit more aggressive. No, <laughs> that far uh let's be realistic this game a lot of the time like tradition like if you're looking at stats form that can go out the window but i just don't see it today i don't think england have been caught up in the hype um i don't think that england are going to be bothered by that but wales will throw everything on the line yeah but that's fine and that may get you for a certain amount but i just for me, I look for Wales team. The Wales team is a good team. There's quality players, but I don't see it, mate. I, I don't well, see England losing. Okay, in that case, so so one last stat before we leave the stats alone for a bit, um, and perhaps one to to appease any Welsh listeners we have. I'm not sure how many Welsh people are going to listen to the England rugby pod, but you never know. Um, uh, I saw this stat, uh, which is perhaps slightly worrying. Wales won this fixture... In 1949-1959-1979-1989-1999-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2009-2
the impact of the occasion and things were so huge. I think these days it's so like the preparation is so well done, so prepared. But actually, that's what counts rather than, you know, rather than how, you know, how big occasion is it, how historical or anything. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm relying on. I 100% believe England will win today. I think it will be a lot closer than form would suggest. Um, I don't know. I'm not convinced. But anyway, you, you just said that uh, you know what you're looking at the Wales the Wales team, and you know it's a quality side. Um, so with that in mind, a little new Six Nations feature. Um, this is one because of something I saw uh, Adam Jones and Joe Marler do. Um, I've tweeted this, so any, some of you may have already seen it. Um, if you haven't, check out our Twitter at England Rugby Pod. But Adam Jones and Joe Marler have put together their combined England and Wales fifteen. Pick yours. And we'll and we'll say we'll say based on on the two teams that are that are playing today. So you know, not just so we're ignoring injured players like Marrow and Mako. Okay, so yeah, I think we can. So I'm also going from no, 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 you, you're not. No, no, we'll we'll include we'll include the players that are sort of that have that have been involved in this Six Nations today. So Marrow and Mako can be included. Front five is England, but with the slight swap, we'd have Mako at prop and Marrow in the row. Um, so you keep, so all, all England front five? All England front five for me. Okay. Adam Jones and Joe Marler went with uh, Ken Owens at two. Nah, Jamie George is better. Okay, and they also ah. went with Alan Wynn. Interestingly, they didn't they didn't include uh, Marrow at all. They went Alan Wynn and Courtney. But could that potentially be because Marrow's injured? Well, maybe, except they went with Mako in the, in the front row. So, confusing, uh, I don't know. Yeah, but I'll go front five England. Yeah. Back row, I've got Tipperick in yeah. at seven. I've got Billy at eight. Yeah. I've probably got Moriarty at six, actually. Okay, interesting. Um, ben Youngs, Owen Farrell, Manu, um, England backs. I, I don't know if I've stopped. I mean, they weren't massively dissimilar. They actually went Mark Wilson at six. Um, and they, Young's Farrell, as you said, they went Tuolagi and Davies in the centres. Oh, yeah. Actually, in fairness, I would do that. Yeah, I was a big Davies. I, I think Davies has probably slightly got the edge on Henry Slade. I agree. Uh, they then went Johnny May on one wing and they went George North on the other wing with Liam Williams at fullback. Now, I would be tempted to say Liam Williams... Keep him at fullback, but put Daly in for North on the wing. Yeah, I, I to me North is still living off reputation too much. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Actually, that, actually, I'll agree with you there, mate. Because Liam Williams uh, is quality, Jonathan Davies is quality, Justin Tipperick is quality, and I, poss- yeah, I pretty much agree with you. I mean, maybe Ken Owens is is a fair shout, but I think it's close. It's a close call there. Um, but I'm I'm good with what you're suggesting. But it's an interesting one, and, and so yeah, I, I, what what we'll do is midweek we'll go back and we'll do an Ireland and French version because we obviously didn't do that for those two games, and then we'll do we'll do this for each of the games going forwards because it's quite an interesting one just to sort of see how do we see England compared to the opposition in terms of where we'd make changes, and I think it's very telling that you know not only do are we saying it, but actually you know Adam Jones 
Welsh blood, and he's not picking a lot of Welsh players in a combined 15. Yeah, which, which I get, because you've also got to look at form. Um, yeah, the back, the, the, the back three is an interesting one. I, yeah, I think I'm with you, because Liam Williams is class, and yeah, maybe have him and yeah, Daly on the wing. George North, to me, is... He is a good player, there's not much about, but he's not... He's not world-class at the moment. Johnny May is world-class. Elliot Daly is world-class. Yeah. I, um, I, we've said it before about Elliot Daly. He's one of those players that you kind of you need him on the pitch. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and so whether, whether he was the full-back and Liam Williams was on the wing or Liam Williams was at full-back and, he was, and Daly was on the wing, I think you'd need those two and then obviously Johnny May. So that's your back three. It's clear, clear cut. And then, yeah, I, I think Manu with... Um, Jonathan Davies, as opposed to Henry Slade. Um, yeah. You need Youngs and Farrell at 9-10. You need Billy at 8. Tipperick, oh. fair, fair play, have him at 7. But yeah, Mark Wilson, they've got at 6. And I kind of agree. I, I, I wouldn't be horrified at the thought of Moriarty at 6, but I think Wilson is doing big things at the, at the minute. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not on the Alan Wynn train like so many. Uh, so I think... I just yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think I would be desperate to have them. They obviously did. It seems to be every yeah. every Welsh supporter's first first call. I mean, I've I've seen him put in as top three second row in the world, but I just don't see that. No, you've got Vitalik, Ryan, and Marrow. Hmm. No, no. Uh, Alan Wynn is a legend of the game, and yeah. he's a great player. But but legends legends by their very nature are kind of historic. They're from the past. Yeah, I, uh, don't get me wrong. Alan Wynn can still perform at the top level. Yeah, but, but not. But there's better players than he, him yeah, at the moment. We've talked. We talked about it with Mike Brown. If you looked at a graph of his of his kind of quality over time, it peaked in the past. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. So it's, yeah, interesting. About three Welsh players make the England team if you're going for a, for an ultimate fifteen. Yeah, I think so. I'd be, it'll be interesting to compare that to the Ireland alternative because despite the result uh, in the Ireland game, I think a few more Irish players might certainly cause us more problems within the, in the decision-making process. Yeah, so I think, I think the Ireland one will be interesting to do. I'm not I'm bothered as to whether we do the French or not. I'll take it or leave it. But the Ireland you'll, one you'll take it. I've, I've told you we're doing it. And so now you'll ah, take fair it. enough. Like you did last night with the uh, young men that you invited to your house. Well, you know, they, they, they were rugby fans. What, what are you meant to do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's taking a weird turn. This, yeah, this has got a bit feral. Uh, um, right. So, what, yeah, sorry, carry on. Well, I'm good. I was going to say, where where do we go from here? I mean, I'm not sure what else we can say, except England team. Watch the game. So we, we, we ha- we haven't discussed the team. I, I think we're happy with that. I yeah, I mean, we talked we, we talked about the team midweek. Um, it, it, and obviously, we were, we were predicting, and we haven't seen any changes to the. Oh well, the one the one change we saw was um, Brad, Brad Shields, Shields has come in for Nathan Hughes. Uh, I, I like it. I think that's the only thing. Yeah, I do too. Um, I think we talked. You know, we we said we've said a few times. I've said a few times. Certainly, Nathan Hughes. I just don't feel like he has the impact that looking at him he should have. <laughs> You know he's he's supposedly a like for like 
replacement for Billy, and I don't see that. My only concern, well, actually, no, I was going to say my only concern is what do we do if something happens to Billy? But of course, Mark Wilson has proven eight, so we have options there. So, you know, and, and you can't start planning for two or three injuries in the same position, so. Yeah, I, I think if, if something happens to Billy, we do lose some carrying. We lose Mako. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, actually. If that we lose Billy, we lose Mako. What are you on about? No, we've lost Mako. Yeah, we have. So it looks like a big carrier. But then like the likes of Genge and Sinclair, they those guys have got a bit of a aggression and carry to them. So, yeah, yeah I'm sure. Not, I'm Court, not Courtney Laws with his extra stone of muscle. Jesus Christ. Right. He's a... Uh, he, he, mm-hmm. If he keeps putting on weight, he's going to become too dangerous. Too dangerous. Like he's, can, can you be yeah, too dangerous? Too, I think well, going through, I, going I through think our team, I think you've got Carriers and Sinclair, Laws, Cruz up to a degree, Mark Wilson, Billy, and then obviously Manu in the backs. And then, yeah, coming off the bench, you've got Genge. Is Harry Williams a carrier? A little bit-ish. Brad Shields isn't so much, and you got Cockenasiga with you know the option to bring on Cockenasiga, who I guess you would describe as a carrier. You know he's he's not looking so much to gas people on the outside, even if he can do it. He's looking to fucking smash through them. I'm looking forward to him coming on. So I think we've got a good. I think we've you know considering the injuries and and how and how important those two are. Um, I think we're looking pretty strong. In spite of it, yeah. It- it's mate. I'm really looking forward to this game. I think this game will be like a, a brilliant match. I think it's a great test for England. I am not necessarily buying into the whole uh, historical Wales and Cardiff. Yeah, they will. They'll raise their game. They'll have that extra one percent because of the crowd. Everything. I was wrong the other day. The roof. I, I can't remember. Yes, the roof is not, is not is going to be open. It's not closed. No, absolutely. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that they don't, don't ever get teams saying, "Yeah, go on." Hey yeah, guys, can we not... can we close the roof because it makes it makes our fans much louder, and we really like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it makes it yeah. harder. For you. <laughs> well, it's yeah. our choice. Uh, we're going to go with no. Yeah. Well, and I love the way the Welsh always complain about it as well. Like, oh, for God's sake, England, they shut up. <laughs> yeah. Why? Would, why? Why would we? Yeah. If you want to, if you, if you wanted to have the roof on at all times, you shouldn't have built an optional retractable roof. You should have built a fixed one. <sighs> Do you not agree? And rugby. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And rugby is a game played outside. It is a game so, played out. Well, unless you've got the roof on, and then it's kind of inside. But anyway, it won't be today. Um, I doubt it will be in many games that Wales play. Um, so, they, yeah, they need to move on. Prediction time, Dan. We need to leave these good people to prepare for the big game. Um, and the best way to do that is to let them know what we think is going to happen. So, on, when I was on the ESPN pod, that's right, the ESPN pod, I'm massive now. I'm <laughs> big time. Huge, mate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I said England by 12. Are you sticking with that? I think I have to, don't I? Well, you probably should, but you don't. You don't have to if you don't want to. Uh, no, I'll, I'll stick with it. I'll stick with it. Okay, I'm going to say England by seventeen with a bonus. Point. Holy shit. mate! Nice, nice. You went big. I was like, I did oh, your players safe. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I know we said no more stats, but England's largest ever winning margin against Wales in Cardiff was in 2003 
And we obviously know what's significant about that year. So I'm going big because I feel like now is the time to set a new record. Wales are chasing a record. We're going to set a record of our own. Yeah, yeah. How how much was that by then? 16? Uh, It was, I'll tell you the score. It was 43-9 to England. Holy shit. I don't think we're going to win by that much. No. Oh yeah, it wasn't actually in this fixture. It was. It wasn't Six Nations. It was a, a World Cup warm-up match. But nevertheless, oh, okay. Um, it was still massive. Yeah, that, that's a big win. I, I don't think. I don't think it'll go quite that far. But I really hope England do because it's a great like test for the World Cup. I really hope that they do not get caught up in any hype and anything, and just go out and play. I, I agree, mate. I, 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 it's, oh, it's difficult not to get caught up in all the hype, isn't it? But it, it, it's, a, fans, it's a huge, sure. it's a huge fixture, but it shouldn't be as big as it's being made in, out to be. England should should look at what they've already done and go, "Hang on, guys, we've got this." Two strong wins, you know, one of which was against was an absolute demolition of a team that Wales struggled to beat. And had, and, and had and had to and had to have a, a record comeback in order to do it. Yeah, but equally, well, we we gotta we gotta respect the fact that Wales are also two from two. Yeah, well, absolutely. So, well, it's 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 huge. There's a massive half of rugby coming up now. Uh, we're going to leave you with the anthems, but before that, we're going to leave you with one of these. Oh, gladiator! Come on, boys! Come on, uh, guys! Enjoy the first half, uh, and we will be right back to discuss what's going on. Enjoy the anthems. Okay, this has been uh, a little too close for comfort, but England in the lead. That's the most important thing. What what are your thoughts, mate? It's not quite as sexy as the first two games, but I don't... We don't look troubled. I I certainly feel less... Yeah, I I feel less kind of on edge as we neared the end of the first half than I did in the first sort of 10, 15 minutes when it was all just... I wasn't sure how it was going to... Go and you know what it's like at the beginning of a game when you're just like, you know, until it really gets going, you don't know where the game's going. And obviously, there's only seven points in it, but I, England England feel a lot more in control going into the going into so. half time than 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 they have done at any other point in the game. It's it's been a, a brutally physical game. Uh, England not making a huge amount of mistakes. Tom Curry for me, man of the match at about twenty minutes. My God, he's ridiculous! It's like it's, he can't last the whole game. There's no way you can last the whole that, game with that much. Oh, well, this is my thinking. Work, right? that, that's why Ben Curry hasn't been used yet, because once Eddie wanted to get Tom Curry to this point, and then Ben Curry becomes his replacement, and then effectively he plays a whole game. He's the same person. 
how shit is it for Ben Curry when basically they're, I don't think they're identical, but obviously twins. And basically, no, they are. What they're, they're, ident- is, they're identical twins. Tom's for better. Yeah. Hi, Ben. Tom's for better version of you. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you're you're exactly the same, but he's better. <laughs> Uh, to be fair uh, Ben Curry is a 6 Tom Curry is a 7 and I guess I guess it's simply that England aren't looking for a 6 right now um, but when you look at how good Tom Curry is you've got to start thinking how long before they go we need another one of these he's, he's schooling Tipperick oh, and, like, and, he's, he's well, making yeah Tipperick is world class and he's making him look mediocre so so very quickly then to go back to what we talked about in the uh, in the first section of this where we were picking our joint England Wales team um, Curry's back in for me and instead of Tipperick yeah right now <laughs> half time I mean no, that's enough I've seen enough yeah I've seen enough but, uh, Curry's been Curry's been awesome Johnny May loving his schooling uh, of Hadley Parks at the end there yeah, yeah, just pick him up and out. Hadley Parks is meant to be a like Bosch man as well, isn't he? Sixty uh, meters. One question I have for you: Are we kicking too much, or are we kicking too early? Um, I, no, I, th- I think this. I, I think it's. I think lots of people will say that we're kicking too much. I think it's a game plan. I think they're trying to get a sense of of exactly how Wales defend. Um, and put them on the back foot. And, and there was an interesting commentary before. They were saying, look, if England don't play the ball in their own half, if they always kick when they're in their own half, then they're rarely going to give away penalties that are in kick, that are in point-scoring range. So yeah. I, I think there's a game plan in it. I think a lot of it is to do with identifying what what the best plan of action is going to be in the second half in order to take full control of the game. Um, I, I'm not too upset about it, but they are kicking a lot. Yeah, they're kicking a lot. And my only issue is Liam Williams has those moments of magic. He does, um, but, but I, he... you know, even now, even with, you know, I, I think a lot of people will look at this and go, oh, how many tackles did England miss? But the type of, we've talked about this before, but the type of blitz defence that England played, they're going to miss tackles. Yeah. <clears throat> it's inevitable. They're going to miss more tackles, but they have cover. They can afford to take the chance that they miss tackles. And I feel like even though Liam Williams might be skipping around one or two, he's not making enough ground for it to worry me. So I feel like they've, they've like, you know, of course you can't plan for some moment of genius. I mean, Liam Williams is a, is a world-class player. Uh, so yes, something could happen. But, um, but yeah, you can't plan for that. So I, I think they're doing the right thing. Uh, and I think at the moment they're trying to identify where's the best place to kick. Yeah, you don't want to kick it down Liam Williams' throat. That's not going to get get us anywhere. Um, but I feel like they're just they're working they're working Wales out. Um, and yeah, I'm not I'm not too concerned yet. No, I, I mean I'm not concerned at all. I, I think we're in control. And what I'd like to see is us to. And, and in fairness, we've done it. Like because to me, Wales might have left a few points out there. Yeah, they probably have. And, and I think England have probably been fortunate. Certainly, that the th- their opening three points, uh, the try was lovely, yeah. but but the opening three points were, were pro- probably was a bit un- unfortunate. Um, but then, it, but the re- you know, for any fault that you might have with the referee in, in the way he's, you know, Jakob Piper and the way he's refing the game, he's he is consistent. They're, um, they're saying that a lot in commentary, aren't they? Yeah. But it's true, and and that's that's fair enough. Like yeah. he's blown up the chop tackle. Both teams for the same. Well, interestingly, Carl Sinclair getting pinged at the end, at, you know, t- towards the end of the second half for his sort of chop tackle or no arms tackle, or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think it was on Alan Wynne Jones, but he never actually touched Alan Wynne Jones. Yeah, he went for his ankles, and Alan Wynne Jones just hopped over him and carried on. So he actually got pinged for 
I don't know. I don't know exactly what what that would be a penalty for. He didn't make contact. Uh, yeah, I, I I thought he had. I, I didn't see. I, that I feel enough, like, but... and it, and this and this will affect both English players, fans, Welsh players, and fans. Jakob Piper is, I think, is he's almost he's almost trying to compete with the players for the pace of the game. He's. I feel like he's making decisions too quickly. Um, it's 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 weird, a bit weird. Some of them, isn't it? Yeah, it does well, seem to just. Well, that mall, that mall that, um, that that he called when he said, um, "Oh, it was a mall before, just before that." He didn't call it as a mall. Oh, I, yeah, I. You have got a sharper eye than me, sir, because I'm not necessarily picking up on those sort of idiosyncrasies. But overall, I have no issue with him with the ref. Um, yeah, I, I'm not saying it's, he's making everything perfect, but no, no, it's, it's overall, even. I think it's even. The game be played fair. Yeah, but I, but I think he should. I think he needs to just give them a little bit more time to. But I don't know. Maybe it'll play play to our favour. It's you know in the second half. Um, is there anything that 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 concerns you right now? No, there's nothing that concerns me. I actually can't believe that England won't get at least one, if not two, more tries. I just. I think there's too much class out there. I think they are finding gaps and Wales can't defend so ferociously for 80 minutes. Like, no one can. So, except, I think... England except Tom can... Curry. Well, Tom Curry, I said Wales can't. I never said, you know, no, right, okay. England can. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, so, I think we've got a few more tries out there for England. Wales, if they get tries, I feel like it'll be a moment of genius or maybe a sort of bit of luck or something. So I'm not concerned, but when we were both at Twickenham in 2015 World Cup, we, we were concerned. not concerned and we <laughs> lost the bloody room. This is true. Um, something else that was said before the game um, was that, you know, Wales are going to look to ruffle England's feathers and get them to, you know, make silly mistakes. And obviously they, they highlighted Kyle Sinclair. I feel like it's the other way around. I feel like England have been very calm and collected and Wales are the ones getting a little bit ruffled. Um which is great. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. And Carl Sinclair's made something like 17 tackles already. Uh, I know, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, he, he, he's so a if he carries on like that, you know, he's got to be in the running for man of the match as well. Nah, Tom, Curry, Tom Curry's already man of the match. I, I literally know. don't care. I already gave if it. He four interception tries. I already gave it on Twitter at 23 minutes. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, getting a lot of positive, uh, positive reaction from it too, which is nice. Um, so the thing that got me early on, I was like, is, is he actually doing that much work? Isn't he like eight? Like you know, is, is it not? I think you made. I think you did this. I think you did this joke last week or two weeks ago. It's a joke. Yeah. I mean, serious. Yeah. But anyway, it's about to start again. It's bound to be about to start, so we better crack on. Um, have you got any last-minute message for the listeners? Come on, boys! Come on, England! We are gonna. We're gonna nail this. Twelve points. I said England will win by. I stand by it. Great second half for England, and we'll catch up Fuck! <laughs> Dan, what the fuck? I hate rugby, I hate sport, <laughs> I hate my TV, I hate oh. this chicken cheese wrap I've got for dinner. And you know, most of all, I'm going to tell you a little story. 
this annoyed me. Um, a friend of mine is in South Africa at the moment. He messaged me this morning saying, mate, I've got a bad thing about that. I just know Wales are going to win. Oh. I've replied like, shut up, mate. And he's like, I promise you Wales are going to win. If they do, mention me on your pod. I'm not going to mention his name because he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, but right. if you're listening to me, my friend, I hope you get mistaken for an international drug lord and get sent to prison. Not, not for life. You're still a good mate. <clears throat> Ten years should be all right. Ten years. That's how long it's going to take you to get over it. Oh, it's oh, it's mate. it's frustrating. Look, first of all, um, as much as it pains me to say it, fair play to to Wales. Uh, yeah, know, completely. King, deserved winners in the end, and congratulations on setting a new national record. Um, yeah. Obviously, frustrating from an England point of view. I felt like England definitely won the first, well, not just the scoreline, but they controlled the first half, um, and they didn't. They didn't. I don't really know what they were doing in the second half. They just for for long periods they just seemed to do nothing. Um, you know, it was a physical game, and both sides were, you know, fronted up. But England just didn't really offer anything in attack, and and the kicking game. We talked about it in in the first, the the previous part, the end of the first half. And I was saying, you know, I'm not worried about the kicking game. I feel like they're just trying to get the measure of Wales. The kicking game turned weird in the second half. Loads of like long high kicks. I don't know. It just it wasn't. It didn't feel to me like it was that same strategy. It felt like it was just kicking for the sake of kicking. Yeah. Um, and and you know we we saw like the one time you decided to give Manu a little run out he looked dangerous I I just I don't know what the plan was um, and I feel I, like they didn't know either it it was weird so England it's not like they it's not like they pussied out or anything but they didn't take they had no go for it. they they just seemed to be happy to you know when they def- when they needed to defend they defend but they wouldn't there was no urgency no real aggression like you say they just wanted to kick and. Yeah, they chase it, but they weren't trying to go forward, and no. it was really stagnant. Well, I, I'm very surprised. Like, I'm very surprised that they went into this game with the idea that if we do what we did against Ireland and France, we'll we'll win again. Like, rather than saying, "Look, let's try it out at the beginning. Let's see how what they've decided to do to deal with it, and let's use that to identify other areas of the pitch to attack." I mean, I genuinely thought that the kicking game that they had against Ireland and France would would mean that today the, the the strategy would be a much more con- confrontational upfront attacking game through the midfield and, and through the forwards. And at times it was, but yeah, a lot of the kicking just seemed kind of wasted. Um, and I know it doesn't help when you kind of, you know, accidentally kick it straight into touch or, you know, kicking it. But if you're kicking it straight down the throat of the fullback and you've got a fullback like Liam Williams, you know, what happened to the, to, to scooting it through the gap along the ground into space and putting pressure on them, you know, which when we did that, it worked. Um, yeah, it it, it was... turned a bit, a bit odd. I mean, look, let's, with the England rugby pod, despite all the haters, and already I'm getting abuse on Twitter, people telling me we should go and stamp on our rose-tinted glasses and fuck off back home and all this sort of stuff. But that's to be expected. No, where do they think we are? I don't know. They obviously think we're someone important and official. Um, but uh, but nevertheless, we are the England rugby pod. We still believe England can win the World Cup, will win the World Cup in 2019. Um, and I think I think you know what England take from this is, you know, you can't take anything for granted, um, whether that's what happened or not. You know, you need you need to utilize everything that you've got, and you know, with some of the players that we've got as well, and what they're capable of. <clears throat> you know, we're, I feel like it's right there. Um, just it, it felt like one element, and I don't know what that element was, but like felt like just one element just didn't quite click today because they were they were yeah. aggressive. You know, Billy. Billy taking the ball off the scrum half 
punching holes, making Tom, ground. Yeah, Tom, Tom, Tom Curry, Curry with his turnovers. You know, Carl Sinclair with silly numbers of tackles, although obviously, you know, getting a little bit fired up. Although I didn't feel like he was getting crazy. I feel like the ref got on him a bit. It was almost I like think he'd, it was been, overstated. He'd, he'd been targeted by the ref. And I think, you know, that's not to say I'm not, I'm not complaining about the referee, but I think it was one of those situations which happens in games where one player, for whatever reason, usually because of past mistakes, gets I kind of scrutinised more than most. And therefore, they don't get away with things that others do. Um, and I feel like it reached that stage. Um, but, uh, you know, when you've got players who can do the things that they can do, they're, they're, there's just that one little element left that you need to get right. And that's the bit we didn't get right today. Um, the, th- the thing that I took from this, so if you look at, I've been taking, I always have these guys from 2003 vintage. If they played really poorly, the chances are they would still win. We've got a really good team now, but we can't play that poorly and win. So we can't afford to play that badly. Um, we, we 100% can beat anyone in the world. But if we go to a World Cup and we put in a performance like that, there's a good chance we'll get knocked out. Yeah. And and hopefully that will be a lesson learned today. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I will 100%. And, you, you know, you learn, you obviously you have to learn from your, you know, let, let's be honest. I, I genuinely believe that given the Wales performances that we saw in the first two games, um, that that they won't grant get a grand slam. I think Ireland will upset that party. Possibly even Scotland in Edinburgh, although they've got so many injuries, maybe not. Especially looking at the way they played today. Um, yeah. But I think Ireland will beat them, and I think England will yeah, will end so up I... winning the Six Nations. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I do. I like genuinely agree. That's and, not rose to grasses stuff. I actually yeah, yeah. do think. Bec- that. Well, bec- and, it, and it will come down to that bonus point in Dublin. Uh, that will have been the key because I think we'll probably get a bonus point in both of our next two games at home against a weak Scotland, you know, playing away and against Italy. Um, so yeah, I think I think England will win the Six Nations, and I hope, I th- and I think it's probably it's probably good that it's not one of those situations where they win it by losing because that kind of messes with your head a bit. They've, yeah, they've got some time off; they've got three weeks until that final game, and if they do manage to win the Six Nations in that final game. Um, you know, I feel like they're they're back on a they're back on an upward curve again, and it's a good time to do it. Um, yeah. yeah, this is they need to learn lessons from this, and I think the big the big thing is it's about having a game plan that utilizes everybody. Because today, you know, they were very physical, particularly in the forwards. They didn't use the backs. It, everything seemed to be about how can we stick Johnny May on the end of a kick, um, and that yeah. and that 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 can work. But that, it needs to be something that you do. It can't be in that, every. It, it well, can't be every. No, tactic. it needs to be something that you, that you do in that moment when you see that gap. Yeah. Um, it was. Not, I think it was Jiffy in the commentary said, "What's the point in having players like Manu Tuilagi? What's the point in having like Elliot Daly if you're just not going to try and use them? You know, we have world class attacking players. Yeah. And yes, that kick thing has worked well and will continue to, but that can't be all every move. Yeah, it's no. not. We need to open up, let the guys have a run. Like you say, when Manu had a run, got some space, we saw what he could do. Well, exactly. He's dangerous. I'm sorry, I've been distracted because I, I put out I put out a tweet in that 20th minute saying, "Is it too early to uh, give Tom Curry man of the match?" I'm getting a lot of people, presumably Welsh fans, replying yes. Uh, yeah. Fair play. Well. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I actually still was the man of the match, if I'm honest. 
I, I, I mean, I do too, but I also agree. You can't, you can't really give. I think the winning team deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have to give give it to the winning team, and I think fair fair play. Liam Williams was awesome, um, but uh, but you know Tom Curry had a great game. Um, lots lots of players did have a great game, and, they, and I think I think they're so close. They're so close. You know they proved that in the first two games. Unfortunately, it didn't happen today. But they need to. So, they, so they will regroup. So, sorry, mate. So and and I'm not looking to necessarily single out people here, but that's kind of exactly what I'm doing. Whose fault do you think it is? Because those tactics, you know, somebody's deciding them. Who's is it? Does it Leonel and Farrell? Um, I, I mean, and I don't want to. Like, yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I think I think you'd need to know what what was talked about in training to know whether or not there was any kind of a this is what you need to do. Because it, it, it felt like they were doing it just regardless. It's like if we're in our own half, we kick, which maybe yeah. is some sort of tactic, you know. You know, Eddie Jones, he, he's building towards the World Cup. You know, was, was he treating this game as another, you know, another game that's about learning a lesson to, for the World Cup? In which case, was he saying, look, it may seem, you may, you may want to go and do something else, but this is what we're going to do today because this is, I, I, maybe not. Um, I think it I has to lie with Owen Farrell. Wales and Cardiff. I think the, I think the yeah. kicking, I think Ben Young's kicking was pretty much what you typically see from Ben Young's. I think Owen Farrell's kicking. He's the one that's that is making the decision about whether to kick or put it wide, and I felt I feel like yeah, the the blame if you're gonna ha- if you're gonna single someone out probably has to lie with him. Um, yeah, but I think I, 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 yeah, but I also, blame's a harsh word. It is a harsh but word. I think he could have, he could have uh, adapted more. I he's the sort of guy that's I've, that's going to go away, and he will learn from it. He'll go and analyze the game. He'll watch it over and over again, and he'll have the game of his life in. Uh, you know, against uh, against Italy, not that, that really matters. But if he's even playing, um, but I think he'll, I think he'll turn that around. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and it's not that he's like messed up. It's not like oh, it's home Harold. Because I'll tell you what, I we, we often talk about like people losing games. Wales won that game. Like Wales deserved it. They won it. Um, England were very poor, but do you know there was there was like I just got flashbacks of it during that match. Giving away silly penalties, yeah, and I was like, oh, I thought we'd. You're always going to give the odd one away, but I was like, there was just one too many, and I was like, I thought we got over that. The, Wales were very clever at times, so there, I noticed a lot. So you know, there was we, we gave away, I think, two free kicks at lineouts because we weren't yeah. because we were lined up in the wrong position. Right. Well, every time the Welsh hooker picked up the ball, he stepped towards the England line. <sighs> Yeah. So, in other words, for, forced the whole England yeah, line, yeah, which, which has positioned itself, that they they don't have to move. Now, the England line aren't looking at the hooker; they're looking at their opposite men. So they're going, "Well, we're not moving. We're in the right position, or at least they were a moment ago." Um, so they're going, "No, we're not moving. We're not moving. We're not moving." And then the referee's gone, "You're out of position. Free kick." Um, now, you know that's not a complaint. I think you know that's probably clever clever tactics. And if that's going to be um, ref, that needs to be ref by the line judge who was there when when the hooker picked up the ball and moved. And then it's up to yeah. the line judge to say, what are you doing? Get back where you're supposed to be. Um, but uh, because, you know, if that wasn't the case, and it was, I saw it with my own eyes. But if it wasn't the case, you've got to be saying, well, what on earth? You do? That's got to be the most schoolboy error. Like, why why line up in the wrong position if you know that the pen, you, know, you get penalised for it? Do you know something I noticed, though, which for England, a couple of times got done for offside. But there were a lot of times where they didn't get done for offside. And in my head, I'm like, why are you there? It's 
you, you're giving away a kickable penalty. Just stay on side. Yeah. Uh, and there were a few times where they weren't penalised. I was like, oh, thank God. And you're like, it was just a little bit sloppy at times, I thought. Yeah, I agree. Um, in this, after saying at the end of the first half um, that the ref needed to speed uh, slow down his decision-making, I feel like in the second half he was a bit too slow. So he obviously listens to the party, even though he hadn't put it out yet. Um, and he heard that heard that complaint, and he and he did what we asked. And you know, I put my hands up and say I didn't mean to ask it. So, so what happened? I was saying, which annoys me, pretty much the opposite to what I said would happen. I was like, I don't think England will let the occasion get to them. I think they'll be smart. I think they'll play a structured game. England seemed to lose their head. Wales seemed to be very smart in how they played. Yeah, and Wales rose rose with you know with the crowd. Um, that that gave them that gave them that go forward. Uh, obviously, you know, a couple of little moments of magic can turn a game. Um, you know, particularly that kick at the end to seal it. Fifty um, fifty. You know, if if Elliot Daly has stood one one step further back from where he is when you know, where he's waiting for the ball, he jumps and he gets that ball. Um, they yeah. go and then they go back to the penalty, and maybe England get a losing bonus point, or or maybe something miraculous happens. But the the point is, is that and then and then the previous try, um, you know, again it was a lovely fa- set, you know, series of phases from from Wales, very aggressive. Um, England did well, I thought, not not to give away a penalty, um, and then obviously, yeah, it all it, it all comes down to that that moment, and just just just. You, you, when you watch Wales work their way up from wherever it was, the 10-metre line or wherever it was they started, you get to that five metres and you're thinking, how, you're not stopping them. They've gone from the 10-metre yeah. line to here. They've retained possession comfortably. Why would they suddenly now not retain? You know, the only way they don't score now is if they make an error. Um, and unfortunately, yeah. that's how it resulted. And England did a great job defending it, but it wasn't quite enough. Um, Wales kept the pressure on too long. And I think that was that was what really got them going. And, and yeah, and they they kind of rose to it, and England just switched off. I think for for a couple of you know there were there were just there were a yeah, couple of periods did. of the game. I don't think they just played bad. They didn't just play a bad game. They they I think they did played fine in the first half. Not brilliant by no means. You know, they've played two games better than this, but they switched off for two key moments in the second half that resulted in uh, you know whether that be giving away a couple of the penalties to get Wales back within a, a point, um, and then. And then that try, and that just turned the whole game. Do you think uh, the players on the pitch underestimated the Welsh? Do you mm-hmm. think they they didn't they thought maybe come half time they thought do you know what we've got this they're not going to get back from this? Do you think there was a point where they maybe underestimated them? I don't know. It's hard to say because as fans we underestimated them. Um, yeah, of course, but that's our job to do it, and we'll and we'll do it again next time. You know, we'll we'll do it when next time Wales play. We'll we'll say that they're rubbish. Um, you know, if we if I asked you to pick your Wales England fifteen now, I doubt you change very much. If anything, it would be the England starting fifteen. <laughs> we have Liam Williams, and that's it. Um, no, not even him. But um, but I think maybe I think the players. I think it's different for the players. And you know, they, a lot of them they play with each other in the Premiership. Um, they played together in you know playing for the Lions. They know each other a lot better, and I, I don't think that it works that way. Genuinely, I think maybe maybe they underestimated the impact of of the Welsh crowd, particularly the guys that hadn't you know the guys that hadn't played there before, or maybe some of the young players that have played there before but not but maybe only played there the once, 
it got in their heads because they knew what to expect. Um, I just, it's just when we played Ireland, I could just see England was switched on the whole time. They saw the threat against Wales. There were a few times, like say, where they switched off. And, and maybe maybe it's nothing to do with underestimating them, but there was a part of me thinking they're not, they don't feel as that threatened. Yeah. And it's a dangerous way to do it. And I, I, not necessarily player for player, but like as a team, they saw perhaps the last couple of performances from the Welsh and thought, they're not going to get a couple of tries or whatever it may be. And... I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I, I think... I think that England needed to Owen Farrell, it comes back to Owen Farrell. Owen Farrell needed to make the decision to keep ball in hand. You know, one out of every two of times the times that he decided to kick. That's how many times too many I think he made the decision to to put boot on ball. Uh, yeah. Particularly yeah, when you've got Ben I, Young's doing a lot of your kicking already, you know, let him focus on that particular strategy when the ball comes out. You know, be looking for the opportunity to punch holes. Um, you know, we brought Joe Cock and a Seeger on. I don't think he touched the ball, so we never got to see what he can do. And I know, and I know that's towards the end of the game, but nevertheless, when, when England had the ball, we should have been looking to see if he could do anything. Do anything. Well, that, that's what annoyed me at the end. So, if Wales hadn't got that try, I still think we lose the game. Probably. Yeah. When you bring these players on, like these impact players. There was no, there was no thought about let's let's utilise these fresh legs, these guys who are dangerous. There was no, it, it just seems quite an immature performance. I mean, how much do we miss Mako? Is, has, it, has it highlighted that a little bit? Uh, Mako Marrow missed loads, but we we should have and could have won that easier, easier, easier. It will take. Um, uh, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, really disappointing. You can probably tell from the way that we're the way that we're speaking in subdued tones instead of Dan leaping around like he's on something he shouldn't be on. Um, d- yeah, disappointing. I think is the. Hey, hey, mate, Jesus is my high. Uh, okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm okay. kidding. That guy's a dick. Um, uh, no, it's mate. Yeah, I'm. Re- I'm really like. I don't even know. I, I, I feel just... sorry for any Englishman who works with a Welshman or woman or oh, English God. woman um, because I think it's going to be a tough week. But England will pick themselves up, they'll regroup, and I think they'll come back strong. And I think by the end of the Six Nations, this will be a result that we've just put put down as a bad day at the office, um, which is what yeah. it was, I think. Yeah, exactly um, that. You know, I don't think people need to... And any, anyone, and I've already had one message from someone saying you know, all that stuff about England overhyped and overrated and we need to go home and stamp on our rose pinned glasses and all this stuff not at all bad day at the office simple as that um, I genuinely believe we play that again maybe not tomorrow I'm a bit tired but we play that game again and we win um, yeah uh, no of course mate I, I but, think we win but, 8 out of 10 but on the day Wales were the better side and deservedly won and for, for, from their point of view Fair play, you know, you had a you had a record on the line and you got it. So, you know, Eddie was right. Greatest Welsh team ever. Uh, in, in theory. Oh, I'm on paper. Yeah. I will uh, question that one. Well, they've um, won they've won more mate. more straight games than any other team, any other Welsh team. Yeah. So I don't think that makes you the best team ever. But either way, mate, yeah, I'm just feeling a little bit I feel exhausted. Yeah, it was. T- it was. 
it was a tough one. I was all week. I was looking like a lot of people were saying that this fixture, you know, they hate it. It's one of those ones they hate the build up to it all week. They're just they're just nervous. I wasn't at all. I was really excited until I sat down to watch the game, and then I started to just get a little bit anxious. And then the game itself, I never really relaxed into watching it. And then, of course, by the end, it was just like oh, half time. I still, I, to be fair, actually, I felt confident at half time. I genuinely thought England would do it. I thought they'd come out in the second half and just up the tempo, and Wales wouldn't be able to stay with them. And they didn't do any of those yeah. things. So I I felt absolutely fine until well until I messaged you saying I'm starting I'm, I'm starting to get a few nerves now. And um, even then, when I messaged you, I thought England. I, I thought England are going to sneak this, but you know it's a poor performance. And we we just we never even gave ourselves an opportunity. No. Um, but hey, hey, never mind. Bad day at the office. Bad day at the office. As you say. Yeah, uh, they will be back. It's another week off now, isn't it? Yeah, it's another uh, it's another fallow week. Yeah. Yeah. So so another week off. Time to regroup. Time to sort themselves out. I have no doubt that they'll come back for two very strong performances at Twickenham, um, and we'll be right back on track for the World Cup and the various games that we play before then. And we do play Wales again, I think, before the World Cup in our warm up games. So. I hate losing to the Welsh. I know. <laughs> it's. Uh... It's annoying, but um, you know it has to happen from time to time. So they got this yeah. one. We, we beat them there the last two two times we've met there. Not this and time. Did, it wasn't oh, to be, but you, you saying all those years results. ending in nothing. Yeah, well, that's it. They've, they've, they've. You know, that's okay, clearly that. you can't, you can't fight that. I'm not watching it in 2029. You can't fight fate. Yeah, 2029, peeps. That's the next time Wales beat England. Um. Oh, mate, that's annoying. Yeah, well, I was going to say, let's leave, let's leave everyone to, to just feel sorry for themselves. I, I suspect we won't get a huge number of downloads tonight. <laughs> um, nah. we, however, we, we might get a spike in downloads from Welsh listeners. Um, yeah, yeah. Who, who want to hear how we, how we go about talking our way through out of this one. But um, there you Any have it. Any email that starts, hey, boyos, I'm just not going to read anymore. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good call. <laughs> Good call, guys. We will we will try and be a bit more objective uh, in our midweek episode. Um, oh, in fact, it won't be a midweek episode, will it? It'll be it'll be like last last week because of another fallow week. So probably Thursday, um, and then and then again on Tuesday. So we'll get all this covered off then, and, and then we'll look we'll look towards the last two games. And once we're feeling a little bit better, um, and we're over it. But uh, for now, enjoy what you can of the rest of your evening. Enjoy the rugby tomorrow um, when. Ireland will no doubt take a bonus point from Italy and we will catch you on Thursday. Well done, Wales. Shame you had to cheat to win, but uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, never mind. Yeah, we'll uh, be back stronger than ever on Thursday. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. And please do send any messages with uh, any of your thoughts on the game or any thing you want to point out. Absolutely. And of course, as we always say, uh, if you get the opportunity We'd really appreciate it if you could uh, head over to iTunes, rate us, review us. Um, and as Dan says, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, englandrugbypod at gmail.com, or you can get in touch with us on social media at England Rugby Pod on both Twitter and Facebook. And we're on Instagram too, although we don't put much on there. But uh, yeah, check us out and, uh, and join the conversation. And we will, uh, we will speak to you guys next time. <laughs>